Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. I'm so excited to have you here. And my name is Jen. I'm your host. I'm a self-sabotage and transformational mindset coach. I help female entrepreneurs just like you move from fear and self-sabotage to completely owning who they are and becoming unstoppable. This program, this episode is proudly sponsored by my mastermind, where you are going to unleash the woman you were born to be. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another podcast of Becoming Unstoppable. I'm your host, Jen Parker, and I'm so beyond excited, fangirling a little bit. I am so excited to welcome Nicole Hess, client attraction coach, seven-figure client attraction coach, who is just astronomically amazing. So welcome, Nicole, to Becoming Unstoppable. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you too. And for those who might be new to your world, can you just explain a little bit about how you support women and what that really means? Well, these days and being a client attraction coach, it's not just about getting clients and making money. I mean, although that is nice, um, it is really about the energetic context of being your true self and being in that space where you can attract your true believer and repel the people who are not a great fit for you. Um, and that that is okay. I think that as women, we were very much raised to be what other people want us to be um, and to act in a certain manner and to fit in and be ladylike and all of those things. And that stifled a lot of us as humans of who we are in our intrinsic souls. And so a lot of my bigger picture mission here is to let you be you and whether you're not enough or too much or whatever those monikers that have been told to you, just let all that fall away and to know that it's not about being too much or enough. It's just about being period. Mm -hmm. And so when we're in that space and in that energy of our true self, we start to, you know, culminate and vibrate at a different frequency that attracts other people who align with that. That really is the magic of attraction. Yeah, I love that. And I think so many people can really resonate because you can feel like you're speaking to people and you speak so much to the problem. What happens is you get people who are just so stuck in that problem, right? (laughs) They're so stuck in the problem that you normally assist them with. So when you go from that magic of client attraction and looking at them from, you know, the whole being and, you know, not just accepting them for one part, but all parts. And, you know, this, you're so right, Nicole, you know, as women, we've been conditioned to you're too much or not enough and all of this. And we feel like, oh my God, who am I? And when we can really just start calling in that beautiful person, we go, oh my gosh, this feels so easy. This feels fun. This feels exciting. I'm getting to spread my magic to the world. So I love that. That's so magic. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I did so differently in my business that was totally ill-advised and all of my coaches told me I was nuts and that it would never work. I mean, spoiler alert, they were wrong. Right. But one of the reasons why I was able to build this up to seven figures in my first 13 months um, as an online coach was simply because I didn't do those things. I didn't speak to the pain points endlessly. I didn't get into that problem and make it all about like how much you were suffering because you don't have clients and you know, you're failing in your life and you know, you're going to let down all of 
your family. I don't do those things in my marketing. Um, I know that people are intrinsically motivated by being afraid. They're intrinsically motivated by moving away from pain. But for my clients, the people I want to work with, I want people to be over that threshold. And in that space of, yes, acknowledging, yes, we can all pull our hand off of a hot stove, right? But also we can move towards something that we desire. And even though moving away from our fear and towards our desire is actually the same direction, it is a completely different intention to be a moving away from scarcity and poverty as it is to be moving towards abundance and desire. That's a that's two totally different intentions and totally different mindsets. So when I'm talking about like, you know, my ideal client, my unicorn client, part of my unicorn client identity is that they are people who are willing, the kind of person who is willing to move towards desire, not just away from pain. Mm, yes. And you're so right. There is so much out there in the online space and in marketing, talk to the pain and do this. And, and you can feel like, I don't know about like, I'm getting the impression this is you and that's why you've, you know, created, you know, unicorn clients and all this magical because it feels inside something doesn't feel good. It's, it's not lighting you up. And when we can really speak, excuse me, we can speak to that person who is motivated by a different way of life and we can really just flipping the switch and we can still talk to them about, where they want to be in a way that feels like that's really inspiring and that is where I want to go and I think you know I'm interested to know for from you Nicole like how did you like what made you even want to come into the online space and do become a coach like where did you you know I know you were a bartender but you know for for the listeners can you just explain what that was, what your headspace was really about and really, you know, stepping into a completely different power. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was in the service industry for 15 years. Um, I was a bartender. I was a really good bartender. <laughs> I, was a, I was a really mouthy bartender. <laughs> um, and I had a big following. I had a lot of people that followed me. I had a ton of regulars um, and I ascended very quickly in bartender world. I won international cocktail competitions. I was the president of the Bartenders Guild. I became a consultant when I was 24 years old um, and started consulting for million and billion dollar companies um, and, you know, taking bars from making $15,000 a week to making $150,000 a week. Um, I was good at what I did and I was a young hot girl <laughs> and I wasn't often taken seriously. And so I had developed a pretty big, like defensive, like chip on my shoulder, right. Um, of constantly being told that I would be a whole lot prettier if I smiled, not fun. <laughs> right. And so in this, I quit drinking. There was a day where I woke up and I mean, you know, when you're a bartender, you drink like you drink, you drink like you're in it to win it. <laughs> and so I had this aha moment and I decided to not drink for a year. That was the promise that I made to myself. And I put it on Facebook because, you know, it's not real unless you claim it on Facebook. So I put it on Facebook and I quit drinking for a year and six months into that, um, I got fired. I got fired from both of the jobs that I was working at. Um, I, at the time, was making about 10 grand a month as a bartender. I mean, working 90 hours a week, but I got fired from both places and I had one consulting contract left. Um, and it was terrifying. It was crazy because I, I mean, I didn't do anything. I didn't get fired because I did something. I got fired for who I was. And that was so interesting, right? I mean, looking back, I can see it is that I was building identity. And so I was stepping out of who they wanted me to be and stepping into who I actually was. And that just didn't fit the archetype in their mind. 
And so they fired me and I was terrified. Um, I finished up the consulting contract that I had and I just didn't know what I was going to do next. I took a trip to Europe, <laughs> left for a month. And when I came back, I fell into a Facebook ad funnel long before I knew what a Facebook ad funnel was. <laughs> and it was actually for Facebook ads to learn how to build a Facebook ad agency. And at the time I thought, well, you know, I have this idea that I'm going to open a bar. It's obviously what I knew. And so I was like, I'm going to open a bar and I'm going to do all the things. And so this is going to be a good skill set for me to have so that I can run ads for the bar. Or if I take on another consulting client, I can run ads for them. And so that's what my intention was. But I got into there and there were 90, not 19, but 90 modules. And it turns out that running Facebook ads is kind of hard. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, and there was a lot of skill sets to do. And I did all 90 modules in my first two weeks. And I thought to myself, I'm the kind of person that learns from doing, not theory. Like I need to go get some clients and just practice. And so I went out, I got 10 clients. Um, I made $20,000 and I started delivering to them. And it turns out I was really terrible at Facebook ads. <laughs> and the coach in that program swooped me up and he said, you should stop doing Facebook ads. You're really bad at them. But how did you get all of these clients? And I was like, what? Like, it's hard. Like, I just didn't know that it was hard for other people. Right. And so I landed all these clients. I started delivering to them. Um, and that coach took me under his wing and said, you need to get rid of this Facebook ad agency and you need to become an online coach. And I didn't know what that was, but he showed me, you know, he was willing to, you know, let me, let me learn and do all the things. And it, it happened so fast. I built a Facebook group. I launched a beta in four weeks. I closed 20 people into that beta. Um, they got great results. One of the girls in that beta, she, uh, you know, she had a $10,000 week three weeks in when she was making $1,200 a month before. And so that's how I knew that I had something that was special and different. And so it was kind of an unconventional way of happy accidents leading to, you know, who I am today. Mm. It's so interesting when I talk to the guests and how people step into this higher version of themselves, people have this assumption that they, it's always been like them. It's always been like that for that person. And, you know, what I'm hearing from you, Nicole, is, you know, they didn't want you, conf you weren't conforming to what they desired. And so many businesses, you know, I hear it and they're like, you know, if we can get, um, if we can get new grads, we can really mold them to how we want, right? And if we have people who are maybe, um, mature which is anyone in in Australia any mature person who's basically after the age of 21 they're a little bit harder to mold right and you can really see even when people are talking is that them or is it someone is being feeding them all of this stuff and so you know your challenge and going you know what I've, I've lost my jobs what am I going to do and then this journey this magical journey and and giving up alcohol I, I I gave up alcohol um three years ago and it's been if if we can do it during COVID I think we're good <laughs> because you know that was so many emotions and feelings that we just do not have control over and if we can do it over there you know we can do anything and yeah, I, I'm hearing, you know, you 
were like, okay, I'll, I'll do Facebook ads because that's what people say. That's how you get leverage and, you know, that's how you market your business online. That's what you need to do. And then when something doesn't feel aligned and sometimes we're getting all of these, you know, gold nuggets of obstacles and challenges, do you also feel like it's an opportunity for a, a new possibility, like how you've reinvented how you do things and, you know, client attraction, you were going against what a lot of gurus and I'm putting my fingers in inverted commas because, you know, we are, we are the key, not someone else. If we can learn how to tap into our own magic, each person and having a coach and a mentor is just sometimes asking the questions and you're like, oh, crap, you've asked me that damn question again. Oh, okay, you're right, I'm, I'm holding myself back and then you're the one who's answering your own question and then basically just going, oh, you did it. So do you feel like obstacles lead to the greatest opportunities for people who might, people who might be listening and going, I've got all of these things, how can I turn that into something good? I think that people expect that alignment means that it's just going to come out of the stars and that there's going to be like a word in the stars that tells you and is like, be a client attraction coach. Um, that's not how alignment feels, right? Is alignment is attention, like not attention, a tension. It is a tension point between who you currently are and who you could become. And so it feels like a tether. It feels like a pull. And pulling feels like resistance. And so when we lean into the things that feel resistant, that is actually how we learn. It's how we grow. It's how we stretch. And learning how to be uncomfortable being in that space is really what allows us to open up our minds, open up our options. We don't have to have things figured out. We just need to be willing to take the next step. Mm -hmm. In this, I was willing to take the next step, which was this Facebook ads course that I sucked at, right? But I took the next step. I was willing to be uncomfortable. I was willing to learn something that was totally foreign. I hadn't touched a damn computer since high school. I mean, I had no reason to do this. And my my friends thought I was crazy. They're like, you're, you're paying $3,000 to a stranger on the internet. And I was like, this is the thing. It's uncomfortable. And I want to learn this skill set. Challenges are opportunities because in every single opportunity, there was a challenge to overcome, right? That's easy to see. So obviously in every single challenge, there is an opportunity if that's what you choose to view it as. But alignment is really a choice of choosing to view challenges as opportunities. Yeah. I think a lot of the time, yeah, I love the, the metaphor of the, you just looking out and you almost feel like the angels are singing, ah, you're going to be a client attraction coach or, you know, insert what you want to do. And you, I mean, for me, I was sitting in, in nature and going, what am I going to do? You know? And I'm like, oh, I'll be a coach. Like, cause you know, my, my journey was sort of coming from burnt out social worker to mindset coach. And for me and my journey, um, it's because I was supporting my own journey first you know, sometimes we go through the challenges to give us what we need so then we can support others. And that's what I'm hearing from you, Nicole, is you didn't want to conform. You're like, stuff this, fuck, I'm not doing that. I'm going to create my own magical unicorn clients, which you do an amazing job. And for people who, you know, might want to go, okay, well, what does actually, what does that actually entail? How do I even do that? 
what does even client attraction mean? If people who are, might be have no idea. <laughs> so client attraction is just the concept that you create a sticking point. And that might be for your bar. That might be for your coaching business of, you know, you want to be a life coach or you want to be a mindset coach or a health coach. Um, this might be that you uh, are a great web developer and you have a done for you service. This even works for MLM. But you have a set point where you want people to come to you and ask you this very important question. How did you do that? And how can I pay you to help me to do it too? <laughs> Those are the questions we want to be asked. And so you're creating what we call a funnel, a marketing sales funnel, um, which is a series of bits of content that goes onto social media in a specific sequence that allows people to come in and find you so that you're not going out and looking for them. What I teach through my program is how to set up that system so that, you know, out of those 2 billion people on Facebook, that they are able to find you and come to you and say, hey, how can we work together? How can I get to the solution point with you? And so attraction, um, quite honestly, most of the attraction programs out there, you buy them and then the coach tells you to send 30 to 50 DMs today and send 100 friend requests. That is not client attraction, right? That is going out and getting clients and that is cold outreach. Um, but what we teach is actual attraction with the strategies, but also the mindset and the energetics that align with this piece so that people, the right people, the people who are ready to invest, the people who actually want the results are the ones reaching out and saying, hey, how can, how can I do this too? And so, you know, anybody who's selling anything, whether it's online or in real life, Sales and marketing is absolutely what you need to be able to do and be really good at. Um, but attraction adds another element to that that makes it happen faster. Mm. And so if people are going, say, they're sort of looking at, say, client attraction and, say, more of the cold outreach, I mean, obviously both work and they're both different. What do you, you know, and does it, like, when you're setting the foundations and the systems in place for client attraction, do, you know, how long do you find that it normally takes for people to go, oh my gosh, here's my money. Can you help me right now? Like, is there sort of a bit like, I know each person and individual is so different, but is there a bit of a, you know, from cold outreach to sort of something like what you teach your clients? Do you have like an idea of like time or is it not really um, determined on that? It's more to do with the um, what you have in place first. The idea behind cold outreach is that you find people who look like they would be a good fit and you kind of stalk them a little bit, right? And then you see if like, okay, it seems logical that this person is say, um, you know, a health coach, their health coach. And last week you saw them out in a Facebook group complaining that they were struggling to get clients, right? And so you target them, you send them a friend request, they accept the friend request, and then you send them a message and you start the series of doing this one by one in DMs um, or even putting them on sales calls. And so you are targeting people, individuals, and you're choosing them and you're going to get them. Obviously, this requires a lot of time and energy to go find all of those people and then create those contacts. And, you know, most of the time people are pretty resistant to being sold. So there's a little bit of a time crunch that goes through that process um, in order to get them into your program. The difference between cold outreach and client attraction is that in client attraction, I'm not hunting people. People are coming to me because I'm creating a system that attracts them. And so in this time frame, I mean, our last 
our last client paid in eight days. She joined the Facebook group and in eight days did 10K painful. She doesn't know me. I've never met her before. <laughs> we weren't friends on Facebook first, right? She found the Facebook group. She went through the series of pieces of content that are available to them and she overcame her objections and invested. Now I would say the fastest conversion that I've ever had was three days. Um, and you know, the longest I've ever conversion I've had is probably the person who buys tomorrow, right? Is that some people take longer to buy because they're at different places in their journey. But the point is, is that it doesn't matter to me because there are people coming in every single day mm -hmm. and I'm showing up as my true self for everyone to see. I don't have to have individual conversations. So I'm not closing people one at a time. I'm closing in the masses. And that's how I've been able to generate consistent six-figure months. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think people, you know, when you're reaching out to people and people have already made the decision that maybe you're reaching out because they've already said, you know, Nicole, I really want to work with you. I want to, you know, I want to join your program today. Could you please support me? It's such an easier conversation compared to, because they've already almost made the decision. You know, when people have gone, I want you, I want to make that decision and people just find you. I find that you're not going through this convoluted um, conversation with people compared to the conversation where they've just found you and you're like, oh, um, and you're expecting it to be, you know, difficult and arduous and all of this. And they're like, yep, I'm, I'm ready. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, let's, let's go. So I think there is some, so much power in people will always be at different journey points. And some people, and it's not about overanalyzing and sometimes people do need more time or, you know, maybe we do need to be more clear in our messaging or maybe we need to sort of um, explain some of those objections so people go, oh, yes. But I think, you know, the power in when people come into our, into our world, into our community, wherever that may be on social media, that there is actually more power when they first come in because they're obviously searching and they're looking and you know and that's where it, I'm hearing that's where you often have a lot of your high conversions is when they first enter your group or your personal page is that how you feel or does it take people a bit of time that you notice it really depends on where they are in their mindset levels. Um, if they've had a coach before, if they've if they've never had a coach before, this is going to create a, a pretty big differential in how they view it. If they've bought high ticket before, if they've never bought high ticket before, there's going to be those different spaces um, in their mindset. And depending on how much content they're they're actually digesting, you know, people don't people don't read every post you post, right? And they don't watch every live that you do. Um, and so a lot of that tends to be circumstantial. Um, um, I find that people tend to invest from that space of I'm ready for result. I want result instead of I'm afraid that I'm not going to get a result. I find that people that reach out to me and that do this swiftly are the people who get the best results inside of the program. Um, I've definitely had people that have like sat and, you know, I mean, they have sat in the funnel for a year, <laughs> 18 months, and they've been like on a sales call or they've come to an event and they've been like, I really want it, but they always have an excuse. Um, that excuse is never about money, right? That excuse is always about their sense of self. And if they do in fact want those results, the fact of the matter is, is that I sell a program where you're going to get clients and everybody says that they want clients until they have them. 
having clients is a bit like having children, you know, is that you say that you want one, but that's just because you've never had one up screaming at two o'clock in the morning before. <laughs> You're like, what's all this about? Oh my gosh, I do what? <laughs> yeah, I, you never have one puke yeah. in your hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we, you know, we don't know how the reality of, you know, being a parent or, you know, you know, how many clients do we want so we can still have the lifestyle that we desire? Like how much work is, do we have to do? And um, it's school holidays here in Australia, summer school holidays. And so for me, it's really going, okay, well, how do I want to really design this business? And I'm like, oh, wait, this is my business. I get to choose how I want to do this. I get to choose how it's all done. So you know, and I, and I love that. I love being able to go, okay, well, I'm, you know, and sometimes I, I self-sabotage. Yes, I've said that. I self-sabotage and I go, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. Okay. And I've got the awareness to really go, okay, what's happening? What am I doing? And for me, I've noticed that when I'm not in alignment and then when I start actually going, okay, well, I'm calling out these, um, you know, amazing dream clients who are ready to be embody that unstoppable force and then they go oh yes that's me oh my god Jen you're amazing yes why didn't I come sooner I don't know why and you're like well you may have not been ready and sometimes we can overanalyze you know why we're not ready and I think it's just one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of people who they haven't made the decision to buy because maybe they're not they don't believe in themselves and they, they wonder why they don't have results. And one of the key things that I talk about, which is in all elements of success, health, is consistency. Do you feel like sometimes people don't understand the, the element of consistency? However, you know, a couple of times a week of posting social media or doing emails, do you think sometimes people don't understand that the power of consistency actually can convert people and people are getting to understand oh wow I really like know and trust that brand and I feel like I really can start working with that person now I think that people think that consistency is um, a personality trait where it's like oh I'm just not a consistent person right? Um, insert excuse here, right? Like I have kids, I can't be consistent. I have ADD, I can't be consistent, right? There's some sort of reason why you can't be consistent thinking that it is a personality trait that some people are born with and some people are not born with. And that simply isn't true. Consistency is an identity. And so if you are becoming the person, then you don't need consistency because you are just being. This is just who I am right? These are the things that I do. Everyone's like, well, how do you do all these things? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm being myself and I'm putting a camera in front of my face while I do it. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm being this. I am a client attraction coach. I am this person. And so when I built the identity, the consistency piece wasn't something I had to do on top of that. Firefighters fight fires. They're firefighters, right? That's what they do. And so when you create that sense of becoming first, you never really even have to focus on consistency because mm -hmm. you focused on the root solution and the root solution is to build the identity of the person who would naturally do this behavior pattern. And then you never have to hold yourself to a schedule again. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. 
yes yes um yeah we sort of need some emojis of like you know you know where the little the person's got their brain exploding because I think that's just so powerful yeah super super powerful and I I really um I think people don't understand the 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 power of embodying the work that you're doing so often people like I'm a mindset coach but so much more because people sort of go oh mindset yes because how we think and feel is such a powerful tool but we've actually got to do the work too and often the universe gives us lessons to really go okay well how do you how do you do that how do you do client attraction or how do I do you know becoming unstoppable and sometimes it's like okay well how do I deal with situations and circumstances that I don't have control over or how do I you know deal and cope with um school holidays <laughs> or how do I deal and cope with um someone not liking my post or not agreeing with me or saying you know I don't like that or whatever so it's really about embodying this person and no matter what going for the vision that you desire not what you know the naysayers say not when this person says oh I don't like that and you're like oh okay yeah I'm going to stop doing that and something like you know when you can like really listen to that intuition and it's like this power I don't know about you but when I get fired up I'm you know that's when transformation happens is like you're like oh I'm so angry you know I'm feeling this you know anger and the greatest way to do that is going for a walk and you're like okay okay I'm getting this anger because I you know I'm 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 experiencing all these emotions and I'm just fully embodying this next version of myself so I think embodiment is something that I don't know if people really understand they think it's very spiritual a bit you know a bit airy fairy you know how 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 do you feel embodiment means to you as a client attraction coach like for people going oh well how do I embody you know being a client attraction coach how do I do that what what does that mean because sometimes people are so much in their head and they're fit in that frenetic energy and when they can come back to their body to me that's when they can hear the downloads and embody whatever that looks and feels to them yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that embodiment is not something that is taught at a young enough age. And so, you know, as adults, we're trying to grasp this concept that comes very naturally to children if that is nurtured and continued and positively reinforced. Um, if you look at a toddler, right, <laughs> you look at a three-year-old, they've got it figured out. Okay. That's what they do. They are living, breathing embodiment of their sense of self. When they're hungry, they're hungry. When they're tired, they're tired. When they want to have a temper tantrum, whether they're in the grocery store in front of people or not, it is, it doesn't matter, right? They have their feelings while they have them. And so they, they temper tantrum, they, they eat when they're hungry, they eat as much as they want. They don't, they don't think about all of these, you know, social constraints that need to be put on them to behave in a certain manner. And so they're constantly in a state of embodiment. And if you've ever spent any time with a toddler, you know how much energy that is. And it is that fire. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, sometimes it's just, it's exhausting. And you're like, as an adult, you're like, how is this thing still awake? <laughs> Go to sleep, <laughs> right? Um, but they have all of that, that fire and that energy because they're feeling their feelings as they're happening. Whereas adults, 
we're taught that, I mean, if you're in the grocery store and you get a phone call, your phone rings and somebody has died, do you sit down on the floor in the grocery store and just fall apart? I mean, like maybe, but probably not. You probably finish what you're doing, put your cart back, go back to the car and fall apart where it's appropriate to fall apart because we're not allowed to do that in society, right? And we're not allowed to have, I mean, as women, we're not allowed to be mad. That's just a thing, right? Like you're not allowed to be mad. You're prettier when you smile. And so we have been taught to stifle emotions and save them for later when it's more appropriate to have them. And so this has created a gap in embodiment because we're not allowing ourselves to embody our emotions as they're naturally occurring. One of the things that I help my clients with all the time is like, we don't curate content. That is not a thing. Like, that is not what I teach my clients. Like you have this moment, you have this feeling right now, go live, right? You have this feeling, write a post and post it right now. It's don't save it till next, next Tuesday. Just fucking do it now, right? Like being in the space and the energy of the here and now and being present in the moment is what's attractive and allowing ourselves to reteach ourselves those skills of feeling embodiment, right? Of feeling the feelings when they're actually occurring, not saving them for later when it's more appropriate. Ironically enough, when you practice this every single day, those feelings that you have come in and you might feel that of anger and that rage, but you only feel it for three seconds and then it dissipates because you don't have it all stored in your shoulders and in your back from the last 40 times that you put it away and put it up on the jar, right? It just allows that flow. Feelings were meant to flow. That's what they're meant to do. They weren't meant to be put in jars up on a shelf. And so when we allow ourselves to feel our feelings, this is the core foundational skill set of embodiment so that when a client calls me, I had a client message me this morning that has been out of my program for um, since January. So she's been out for a while, haven't heard from her. She sent me a message this morning and she said, Nicole, I just need to let you know something. It's like, I'm doing my end of the year numbers. She said, I have made $250,000 this year. I said, that is seven times what I made the year before. I just want to say, thank you. I just want to say, this is the best investment that I've ever made in my life. And thank you so much for everything that you have done. And in that moment, I was about to go on, of course, I'm like about to go onto a coaching call because that's how it goes, right? And I just cried, you know, and I got on the coaching call and I said, I, you know, I, I'm, I just had this amazing message. I just feel these, all of these feelings right now. I'm able to feel it in that moment and really take ownership of that compliment, of that transformational energy that she took the time out of her day to come and share with me, even though she's not in my container anymore. That is a moment that I get to truly embody and let it sink into my being, into every single cell and allow that activation um, so that, you know, next week when I'm fucking falling apart over nothing and being like, nobody loves me and I'm going to go eat worms, I can remember this feeling mm. and then embody it back in again so that I can allow myself to get back in alignment with my purpose and with my impact. I find that so many people they want to get clients. They want to do it right. They want to make sure that, you know, they have the, the right headline and the right email and the right pitch and all this shit. Like none of that matters. Your desire to serve, who cares what it takes in order to do that? When you attach to the impact frequency of the difference that you make in this world, you will stop obsessing over how many emails you sent and you will start focusing on the difference and the purpose that you have in this world. And ultimately all of those details fall away because you're only focused on being present in the moment and embodying your sole purpose of why you're here. Mm, yeah. I think women, as women, we really have been conditioned to really, you know, push down some of those heavy emotions 
and we put our we prioritize ourselves last and so when we keep doing that we're almost we're really de-empowering ourselves immensely and we're almost telling everyone we don't care and I think something that I'm so passionate about is when every time we do that we're conditioning not just our children especially you know I've got two boys we're conditioning them to how we want you to interact with women and so many you know like if we keep prioritizing ourselves last and women say you know I really you know I really want to make a global impact and I said but it starts with you it starts with you and you know how we think and feel about ourselves does translate to our children and if we can give them the right tools and mindset and understand some of those big emotions because emotions are scary especially we all think okay well I'm happy I've got to be happy all the time and you can feel like you you know I I don't know what it you know when you up level and I don't know you know if you can relate to this you can have like the most amazing thing present itself and then something else in another part of your life is like not doing so well or it's challenging or a little bit and you're like okay hang on a minute instead of focusing so much on that let's look at this opportunity and what you know what emotions are coming up what am I feeling right now and just letting it go and you know sometimes we I don't we've got this I don't know if you've seen it um maybe it's an Australian ad and this toddler Basically, she does that. She falls apart because her mum doesn't give her something in the shopping centre. And this mum's like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something on you." And she gets down on the, in the shopping centre, and she, you know, does a big tatty. And the kids like, and everyone's like, and uh, and it's like, you know, it's like, you know, the eyes are raised, like you know. And I thought, yeah, <laughs> you know, okay, well, I can, I can do that too. You know, I'm going to have a big tanty and it's because as society if we sort see people with holding big emotions it's we feel like oh my god you can't do that only children can do that and I've got a child with special needs and he's always having tantrums you know he's always having tantrums and so you know I'm you know if something doesn't if it's not in a sequence or it's not in order particular way it's you know he's for him, his world is falling apart, you know. And I'm like, oh, okay, how do I feel right now? How, how are you feel? I I feel angry. And I'm like, okay, well, at least he's really good. <laughs> he's good at saying how he feels. And I don't really care what others, how they perceive that interaction. That's that's on them. But yeah, <laughs> I just had to share that because I was like, oh. So many times I think as women we've just been conditioned to be a certain way and I think love everything you've sort of spoken about today, just about feeling those big emotions and that when, you know, you had that beautiful message from a client, you know, how beautiful, you've changed my life. And, you know, it's not just the physical, like the money of, you know, what she was able to accomplish, but I wouldn't have been able to do that without you. And sometimes when we hear that, because it's not, it's so much deeper, it's not just the money. It's like, you know, I'm able to do this, this and this. And you're like, oh, yes, 
And so we need reminding when we feel like things aren't going our way, you know, and so we can always be at that energetic level of calling in and we can still raise our vibration and experience all emotions. Do you sort of agree with that? Like, because I think sometimes people think if I'm raising my vibrational frequency, I've got to feel happy and, you know, joyous all the time. And a lot of the time you're just feeling your feelings, not holding back, being your true authentic self. But yeah, I want to know from you, Nicole, what, right for you, right? What does raising your vibrational frequency mean? For me, this is the power of neutrality right is that I don't categorize things as good feelings and bad feelings I know that a lot of people like there's like a an emotional wheel or something and it's like these are these are the negative emotions over here and these are the positive emotions over here it's like I don't believe in that it's it's total bullshit right is that all feelings are valid and valuable every single feeling the point of being human is to experience them and feeling into those feelings every single feeling serves you in one way and limits you in another right and that's the power of neutrality it's neutral doesn't mean not feeling feelings neutral means feeling all feelings at that frequency at that intensity and so what high vibe means is your willingness to experience emotion. There was definitely a time in my life where I was not willing to experience emotion and I just shut it all off. Um, I was drinking, I was doing drugs. I was in that space um, of just, I just wanted to numb because everything felt painful. Everything felt like it was too much for me to bear. And so I just wanted to turn it off, right? High vibe doesn't mean happy. High vibe means willingness to experience emotion. And so I think of it as like a dial that you could turn down and turn up, right? It's like when I was younger and I was in these kind of abusive relationships and, um, you know, I didn't have the best childhood in the world. Um, I've been through all sorts of fucked up shit, right? And so I needed to turn that frequency down because it was too much for me to handle. I, I was going to kill myself. Like I could not handle the amount of pain. So I needed to turn that frequency down because I couldn't, it's like almost like a noise that's too loud, right? So I needed to turn it down. I needed to numb it until I could get out of those situations that were very survival mode-esque situations. But now that I have gotten myself out, I don't need to continue to be in survival mode because I'm not, my life is not in imminent danger today. So I can turn that frequency up. I can hear it at a, at a louder level, if you will, more intense emotion. I'm safe to feel intense emotion now. And that's what high vibration actually means is your willingness to feel the intensity of joy, sorrow, grief, pain, insert emotion here. That's what high vibe is not positive or negative. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that free that that wheel that you're referring to and when people label something as good or bad and then when you feel like you've got what they're labeling as a negative emotion you you feel really like oh you feel bad you know and that's where when we can come from that neutral being neutral and it it is what it is some days are going to be great and you're like I've got this and some other days you feel like I don't have this and when we can sort of just go it is what it is I'm accepting it for what it is and sometimes you know I love the saying that if you are having a you know not a not a great day you can you can do it all you can tomorrow is a new day to be reborn like you can sort of there's something powerful about sleeping and waking up and going okay 
I had my moment or maybe it's, you know, it's a bit longer, but I feel like when you have that, that rest and recovery and you wake up, you're feeling, yeah, you're in a different headspace. So tomorrow is a new day and sometimes we can really get stuck and feel, oh, I feel bad because I'm feeling depressed or I feel angry and, you know, I want to feel good and we we do want to feel good. And sometimes it's those moments that are challenging or difficult or trauma or grief that are teaching us more about ourselves. I mean, it's another thing that we learned from the, from the three-year-old, right? Is that they have that temper tantrum and then they fall asleep and then they wake up and they're just sweet as pie again, right? <laughs> like nothing happened. It's like, please don't, please don't act like you did not just like tornado our entire house before you fell asleep. And then they wake up like absolutely nothing happened. And they're like, oh my God, mama, I love you. <laughs> and you're like, get out. And right? you're like, oh my gosh, do you not remember? And they're like, oh, yes. They yes. push that reset button. And we all have that reset button. It's just that we've denied it to ourselves because we're supposed to be accountable to the past. But the fact of the matter is, past doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is what is happening right now. Because the only place that the past lives is in your very imperfect memory. And so it is just as much a fantasy as a fantasy novel. Um, the past is a fantasy book. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people do struggle with is being in that present moment. You know, people are thinking about, you know, the what ifs, things that aren't even relevant or, you know, sometimes it's, yeah, you can have a bit of an idea about, you know, planning for things, you know, that that's good. But if we're always in that mindset, we're not being present with what's happening now. We're not enjoying it. We're not living in this moment. And if we're thinking about, oh gosh, I think I said something and, you know, what are they going to think? If you're thinking like that and in the past, you know, that's where anxiety, you know, and you can sort of have those, it's not just what's happening to your mind, but it's happening to your body and then you don't feel good. And then it just is like this circle just, you know, continuing again and again and again. So just be in the moment and celebrate whatever emotion surfaces. I mean, when we get caught up in that cycle of focusing on what happened yesterday and being in that past over and over and over again, we're just inviting more of the same because we're choosing that frequency again, right? It's like it's when, when terrible things happen as they do, right? I mean, people die. That's part of being human, you know, and we live through things. My son's father died when we were 24 years old and it was horrible. And if I sit here and I consistently relive that over and over and over again, I'm only going to invite more of the same of that frequency because that's what I'm attracting. That's what I'm emanating from my being is more of this pain. And I did for a long time. I attracted more and more of that pain because I continuously focused on that. Now to say like it didn't happen, of course it happened but I have allowed myself to feel my feelings about it. And when there's days when it pops back up or I have a dream, right? Like I have a dream about him or my son, my son is 17. And so my son is almost the same age um, as my, as his dad was when I met him. And so they look strikingly similar and it sometimes is so scary, right? It's like, he'll come around the corner and it looks just like, you know, or like he'll laugh in a certain way. And like, I can feel that person again, right? And so- I just let myself feel it, 
right? I let myself surge into that energy of like, oh, the grief hits again. And I let the wave come in and I'm sad that I'm missing, you know, his dad and that feeling comes in and I remember everything, but I allow myself to feel it in the present moment. And so then it's fleeting. It flows through. It does what beautiful emotion does, which helps us to feel human and feel alive. And it's not this trauma pattern. It's beautiful to experience memory. Memory is a gift when we're not choosing to use it to make ourselves suffer. Mm, yeah so powerful yeah um thank you again for being on the podcast it's been absolutely amazing hearing how you went from being a um a bartender and how you are inspiring so many women and your your business is absolutely amazing and you know doing big amazing things and I'm beyond grateful that you have you know, invested your time today to come on Becoming Unstoppable. I'm so, so grateful. For those who want to know a bit more about how they can follow you and maybe they want to work with you, could you just tell the listeners what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Um, you guys can always join the Facebook group. It's called Unicorn Client Attraction Secrets for High Vibe Wonder Women. And in my world, Wonder Women is a uh, mindset, not a gender bias. So all are welcome. And in addition, if you want to listen to a very punched up, spicy, not your everyday entrepreneurial podcast, you can go check out Real Unicorns Don't Wear Pants. And um, if you are in entrepreneurial world and you want to get started on this client getting journey, I have a free gift for you. It's at nonstopnotifications.com. This is um, the hundred wonderful ways to get more and better clients to help you to get started on your client getting journey. Amazing. And we'll put all of the those um, details in the show notes so people can sort of be able to click on that and start their journey with their client attractions. So it's been an absolute honor having you on the podcast, Nicole. I'm so grateful that you came on Becoming Unstoppable and um, here's to many more amazing magic things happening in your world. Cheers, Jen. Thanks for having me.